You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND. That's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout. and That'll get you 25% off of your purchase. If you're wanting to know more about saddle hunting, well, check out TetheredNation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now let's get to the show. Hey guys, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women and by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn points, you start to unlock awesome rewards too such as gift cards, free stuff, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. Well, pretty good trip. Pretty good trip. I figured we'd just go ahead and start recording since are, we were are we Are we recording? We are recording. All right. yeah. We are on the road back to East Texas. Uh, just finished up a hunt in West. It, it's West Texas, but it's not. It's like North Central West Texas. Yeah, North Central West Texas, <laughs> kind of South Central West. South North Central Texas. Northwest, touch of East. It's the eastern part of West Texas. Yeah. Um, 
and the northern part. <laughs> it's hard to tell where I don't know where we are. It looks like West Texas. It does Got look like West Texas. Mesquites and one of the things that I really like about out here is all the oaks, the live oaks. It just like it makes it like where we're from, out in Midland, Odessa, Permian Basin. You might have a live oak every once in a while, but not like this. Out here you got these big, wide live oaks that are just awesome. And did you notice when we were up in the in those ridges and you'd be in those in the live oaks and stuff, the understory is just non existent. Oh, like it's man. it's cleared out. Yes. <laughs> I could use that at my land for yeah. sure. I mean just perfect. I mean, they, it looks like perfect turkey, turkey habitat. But it's real rugged and rustic. But I really like the West Te Texas atmosphere. I do too. I like the, I like the, the, the people, the terrain, the sunrises and sunsets. Those are awesome oh man but i don't like the wind the wind i can't stand the wind the wind can kiss my butt i hate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it really can mess you up this morning i mean could you hear it rocking that house no i was this asleep morning? i must have been sound asleep i got up at like 5 30 and i was i didn't expect it to be windy because it was supposed to be not windy today yeah it's supposed to be clear uh low of 50 something and high of 70 something it's supposed to be a perfect day but uh we got our rios yeah that was amazing that was a cool really fun hunt i'm in the club you're in the club the turkey club <laughs> you you were <laughs> uh you were already technically in the turkey club. i was uh. But that was a lucky shot. I had my eyes closed when I shot that turkey years ago. And you shot it with a rifle during deer season. <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things, which I've done that before growing up out here. When deer hunting's slow and a turkey comes through, well, shoot that. I'll shoot that. But I made a post on uh, Facebook earlier, uh, or last night, I guess. And I said, uh, it was nice to come back to my home area and hunt rios like west texas west northeast south central texas <laughs> rios and give them pay them the respect that they deserve because we just didn't really respect them i don't think back then it was kind of just a it was they're more of a pest than anything for a deer hunter oh yeah yeah and I mean, you'd shoot one every once in a while, and we spring turkey hunted. I shot a couple of them during the spring growing up, but it still, it was like, it wasn't like what I know as turkey hunting and the way that most people listen to this know as turkey hunting. It was just kind of like hogs, you know? Very much like hogs. It, it just kind of eat your corn and so you kill them. Um... But I don't think that could have hunt that hunt could have went any better. It was it was amazing than what it than what happened. So we roll in. So and, and this is anybody who hasn't who doesn't know. One of my things that I'm trying to do this year is do my 
the, the I don't even know the technical name of it, but the slam where you get all your four U.S. subspecies in one season. I'm trying to do the single season. I've done the the um, lifetime, I guess. I've killed all four subspecies, but I really wanted to do the all-in-one season, and it just worked out this year to where we could do it. Um, so I got my Florida Osceola, got my Eastern in Alabama, and then this trip, these next two weeks, was all about getting the Rio and the Merriams. And, uh, I mean, it, when you think about Texas, I think most people probably look at Texas and be like, oh, well, they, they probably outfitted that hunt. And they, they probably paid big money to go and shoot, which it is. If you don't know somebody, it's expensive. What do we, we, I looked it up. It was like it was 1500 be, bucks. Be, that was the cheap end too. Yeah. Yeah. To no do an way. outfitted hunt out here. And it was just kind of one of those deals where we were like, well, it started off with uncle Mike's property. My uncle just bought how many acres did he buy? I think 150, 150 acres. And we were going to go and hunt that. Well, he was kind of like, you know, I, there were turkeys out here. There's turkeys that come through here, but I haven't seen one in a long time. And so we had to kind of really scramble to figure out what we were going to do. And so you had your, your buddy Jeff who has his property. And the good thing about it, the good thing about knowing people out here is like what we said. They don't respect turkeys. They don't care about turkeys. For the most part it's not a lack of respect maybe that's a bad word but they don't care about them if we were like hey can we come hunt deer on your property to be like oh hold up hold yeah up. you're you right know? right but turkeys are like yeah come shoot a turkey i don't care and so we had this this small property um what 300 acres that that jeff has around all together no i it felt like it walking it, but it wasn't. I thought it was 170 acres each. Maybe maybe it was. That one was a little bit smaller, but maybe it was about 300, but it felt like 10,000 to me. <laughs> Trying to get up. Man, it's hard. I love it, though. I love, the, I love everything about it. It's been a long time since I've hunted a turkey in, in mesquites and... Like this, I, just West Texas terrain. I love terrain. it, but I'm fat, and you're less fat. So <laughs> was that kinda, a nice? That was kind of nice. Kind of nice. <laughs> I don't know if that was a nice uh, compliment or. Well, you're me. You you're me made over, and I'm your grandfather made over. So <laughs> there you go. So uh, deny the genes. Oh, I think yesterday we put on what three almost four miles maybe four in the in the rugged stuff it's not i wouldn't call it it's not flatland like like where where we're from it's a little bit there was hill hillier more rugged but rocks i mean you got rocks steps snakes in the mud that we were because we had that bad rainstorm that came through and it kind of kind of made things a little bit difficult lots of cactus mud. yeah mud and cactus but the i, I want to paint a picture here because um it's really easy when you're in a state like alabama florida 
Georgia, any of these southern states where most people are listening from, Arkansas, stuff like that, it, it's really easy to think about the situation that we're describing and think, oh, well, there's just turkeys running around like crazy. You're, there's just turkeys on every corner. And it's not the case. That wasn't the case. That wasn't what happened. Mm-mm. We had we had two hunts that were very quick uh, from the from the time we sat down to the time we pulled the trigger. But I think just walking like as far as just walking around on the property, we saw one turkey. Yeah. When that- we drove when we were driving in the first day. Uh, that way, but we covered four miles and we never saw a turkey on our property. There was some in a field a long ways away. You're right. And yesterday morning, there was not uh, just birds gobbling like crazy, which I thought there would be. I thought we'd let out an owl hoot and there'd just be birds going nuts. <laughs> going yeah, down. I kind of thought that too. And there were some. There was some later times that that we heard some some turkeys, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. No, I really I really expected something a little bit different. Uh, but regardless, we got our turkeys. Yep. And we, um, it's like it's like I talked about in my Florida Osceola hunt with Jared and and Casey and uh it was it was it's one of those things where you earn it somewhere I mean you just spent a week in Alabama and we put on some serious miles and just grueling days out there trying to kill a turkey and I ended up killing the one but you've you've hunted you've turkey hunted with me what uh three or four three or four times you yes. come down there? Yeah. And not We've been got, able to kill one. Gotten close a number of times. Gotten just close. Hadn't, hadn't materialized. And so while your hunt was maybe, didn't seem, it was it was fairly easy-ish, uh, you earned it. You earned every single one of them. <laughs> that morning I earned it. I put in uh-huh. the time in the morning, <laughs> that hiking up and down and. And I, you know, I've come to figure out that when you got three guys, it's really hard to keep yourself hidden because mm-hmm. turkeys can see so good. Yeah. And when you got two guys, it's it, it's also tough. Yeah, it's so I much easier it, to hunt by yourself. I really think it's a, a by yourself thing to try to keep from their eyes. Well, the other thing too is is experienced hunters. I could I could go out with. You know, Adam Cruz and Matt Hurt. Reeves, who are, who are, or Luke, you know, who guys who. I've heard Adam Cruz can't kill a turkey if he's. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's, he struggles a little bit. Sorry, I got to be Drew here today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's Walter we get on, right? Yeah, we not talk about Adam. Walter. Yeah, we not, make fun of Walter. Walter. Walter gets more promotion. On the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. It's mentioned all the time, more then, than your dad. Yeah, more than us. <laughs> I think we've driven more listeners to Chasing Tails than we have kept listeners on Southern Ground. Uh, no, but, I mean, I can hunt with those guys, and, and it'd be, because they, they've done it yes. a lot. Yeah. A lot. They know how, they know the, 
the way to sit and how to be still and not that you don't but you just haven't turkey hunted you haven't trained mm, donuts <laughs> sorry i saw donuts there's a there's a i'll bet that's a good donut shop too i bet it is um but you're right they they have experience and 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 i don't jeff has got a little bit uh from years ago but uh um it was kind of hard to keep ourselves hidden uh still i i'm i've really worked on being a lot stiller and i noticed our buddy jeff (laughs) he'd get up sit back down get up (laughs) sit back down jeff you're listening to I was I was laughing a little bit. <laughs> Jeff Noble, he's a he's a great guy, and I sure appreciate him letting us come out and oh, do yeah. this. So now absolutely I'm softening back up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, there's it's it's hard to learn. So like one of the things is like learning how to sit. If you listen to or uh, or read the old pro tur- old pro turkey hunter. He talks about Gene Nunnery, the guy who wrote the book, talks about learning how to sit completely still in position with your gun on your knee, lean back against the tree in kind of a almost a laying down type position where you can move. And, and he's talking about an old timer that he that he knew that taught him how to turkey hunt and stuff. And uh, the guy said, you need to go out and sit in your yard against a tree for an hour and learn to do that for an hour without moving you get those muscles developed mm-hmm. that do that that make you do that yep and and so there's you know you learn how to sit you learn the ways that you can be comfortable for your body type you know like you said or uh for a bigger guy a gut having a gut can make that really t- difficult to sit in such a way I'm getting you back for saying you just I'm slap me hard. No, I'm just saying anybody for anybody. You know, you get it. You got a gut. It's harder to do that. See, I'd rather it say it this way. I'd rather say it that turkey hunting muscles are different than golfing muscles. Mm-hmm. See, okay. Now I think that's a nicer, more sensitive way to tell fat guys. Well, because a gut for golf is kind of like a muscle. It's it's it benefits you. You can't mess up your swing nearly as bad. So uh, that's all it is. I'm not fat. I'm just a golfer. I'm a golfer. Um, but you know, holding your gun up, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It's just it's just you got to learn how to learn how to do it. So, anyways, getting into the the actual hunt, we we roll yeah, in. Let's talk about that. We roll in to this to this little ranch and Jeff's like hey I'm going to show you guys show you guys the property take you out on the Kubota we'll ride around the property I mean immediately immediately we see that hen uh, we leave the, the ranch house and that hen's like right there and yep. we're like hey I told him I said how much you pay her to stand there for us <laughs> and then we drove around the whole rest of the property didn't see a single another turkey saw some hogs saw some pigs yeah but not another turkey not at all and it was like huh well it's just not what i expected it's great it's kind of how i i should expect it by now because anytime sure anytime we we go to somewhere that's a quote-unquote target rich environment it's like well where's the targets they're gone yeah always always that's just the way it works out um 
and didn't see another one but Jeff was like hey there's this ridge up here uh, I've seen some turkeys on it before let's you want to get out and and see see if there's anything there um, so we, we get out walk out I mean we're not really taking anything too terribly seriously not really because yeah. we're not technically hunting yet you know I didn't even have my gun loaded and like we were just kind of just kind of walking around checking out the property well I pull out that uh, it, it's a glass call from Holland Custom Calls my buddy Justin Holland uh, made it for me it has the southern ground logo on it it's pretty cool and I pull that thing out and immediately a turkey gobbles but it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't a hard goblin eastern you know it was the only reason i knew that it was a turkey was because it was only happening right after i called it didn't sound like a turkey gobble and it was so far away i my guess is five to six hundred yards at that initial gobble yeah, you, you never and, even heard you it and jeff heard it but i i was i wasn't picking it up and it, and it literally just sounded like a distant distant sound it didn't sound like a gobble but it was eh, 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 eh. and then we hear we just barely hear it and and what people have to understand is the the wind noise completely drowns out everything else so you're battling that wind not only to get your call out there but to hear the gobble back and and then we did it I said was that a bird goblin and you just hear that just faint noise about three seconds after I quit calling and, and then it was kind of like yeah that's a bird that's a turkey goblin pulled out the maps put my direction on and pointed it towards where I thought the gobble was coming from and it was basically right where that hen was at before right and so we just kind of the, we were up on top of this oak live oak ridge and on the other side it goes down into a down into a a really deep creek really thick deep creek which is where the hogs are mostly spending all their time at and we had to figure out Jeff was like alright I'm going to go go around I'm going to get in the Kubota and kind of go around um, and get up on top of this and just wait for you guys y'all y'all go down there and chase after him and so me and you walked down there kind of quickly walked down there but i don't know about you i didn't really have a lot of hope that thing was so far away i was kind of like yeah i mean chase another turkey here yeah <laughs> like it, we did in alabama yeah i mean that turkey i have that turkey was so far away it just didn't feel like something but it was what we had to go on so we might as well chase after it and so it goes down in this off of this live oak ridge down into a deep ravine and then you come back up and there's a open pasture right there uh, cow pasture where the cows graze and do all their do all their stuff so we get over there probably what 15 20 ish minutes takes us to get there you think yes yeah sure and and we haven't heard him gobble again he's not in the pasture we can tell that because we can see all that so we can tell he's not in there. Hit that glass call one more time. <laughs> and that son of a gun comes running out of the mesquites. He was right there. <laughs> uh, like, I think we saw him at probably 200 yards. And he came from 200 to 40 in 
I mean, seconds. Se- yeah, he he was coming. It was quick and gobbling and strutting. Oh, it was. He was looking for some loving real quick. And and you know what's crazy is these turkeys, an eastern most of the time, an eastern is going to look in that pasture and say, "Well, I don't see her. I'm going to turn around and go back the other way." And this bird just didn't do it. He was like, he's like, I don't see her. I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep coming. And he comes in just strutting and gobbling and doing his, doing his thing. It was absolutely beautiful in that, with that mesquite background, backdrop, back, back behind us. And But let me back up just for a second in the story if I can, because when we come to that field, because, because we had heard that that bird we didn't want to get out in that field mm-hmm. because that was going to mess up the whole hunt. Right. And um, and we just kind of stood there for a second and said, "Well, do do we make the move? Do we?" And the and the and the right thing that we did is we said, "Let's get behind this tree. It's a perfect tree." And that bird, when it came, it it never knew we were there. No. And we well, just, there was something well, that happened. There's that, one thing. We'll get to that in a minute. Um. We ended up just standing there behind that tree. I propped my gun up against the crotch of a mesquite and just stood there and uh, made not didn't make the mistake, but there wasn't. A, I had my tripod and everything with me, but there was no time. That was fa- I mean, that fast. I it mean, was, it was quick. I couldn't set up anything. We hit that call. He gobbled, and then all of a sudden, there he was at 200 yards across the field running right to us we couldn't make no moves nothing not at that point so i he pulled was locked my in. camera out and said here you go here yeah. you go dad <laughs> okay all right we have to bring that up and uh didn't show you anything about how to do it hit re- i hit record and said it's running didn't show you how to zoom didn't show you anything it was my fault uh but then this turkey comes in well he's at he's standing about 40 yards and I'm shooting TSS, so somewhere between 30, 30 and 40 yards is the best pattern for that gun. Uh, it's a, it's amazing at 30 to 40 yards. And I go to pull the trigger on it. He, he breaks strut, pops that head up, click. And I was like, son of a gun. Only thing that could go wrong. Yeah. It went wrong. I didn't put a bullet in the chamber. I had two in the, whatever in the in the gun, but I never I never chambered one. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So the turkey looked up. He looks up like, what huh? in the world? What is was going that? On? Never heard one make that noise. But maybe she's yeah, really ready. Maybe she's really ready. I don't know. And so, uh, gun clicks. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't chamber a bullet. So I, I go to to rack around in there in the chamber and I didn't really I'm surprised I had this idea in the heat of the moment but I started yelping whenever I whenever I chambered the the other shell that's awesome so that he was distracted by that noise and he gobbled at it and I don't think he heard anything when I racked that shell because he just kind of stood there and uh, pulled the trigger on him, and, and and honestly, I was so in the moment. I didn't know if I had actually, if if I had 
gotten another shell in the chamber. I didn't look. Yeah, because you, you don't know. You don't know if it engaged it or not. Nope. I've done that a lot of times. And so it was kind of like, it was. I was living on a prayer at then, because, and he flopped, and it was awesome. But what, what I found interesting is after just kind of watching a bird in that situation, watch, after he heard that click, he was a little more on alert. Yeah, he popped his head up. He and, popped his head up, but but the other thing that he did, and I know that, that he did this, he kind of veered a little bit off of his course. Uh-huh. That he was coming straight at us, and after the click, then he turned, because I had to adjust the camera around you to try to pick him up as he went to our, uh, our right, his left. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I still think he was coming. Yeah. But I think he was, he was something in him was going, I'm not sure, but I'm still going to go to that sound. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was, I think he was coming. I don't think he was going to, I think we were going to get a shot at him regardless of if I shot right then or not. But you remember those last few steps, he turned to the right just a touch. Yep. Yeah. But he flopped and we were like... Oh, it was fun. What in the world just happened? How did that just happen? <laughs> but you had never really got to see one come in strutting. And not like that. No. Not, not gobbling. because no, he and, kept doing his thing. He kept strutting and throwing it up. And, mm-hmm. Man, it was so cool. And these Rios are about the prettiest birds that that are out there. Rio, Rios and Merriams with those white and gold tips of their feathers it's just mm. it's just an unreal bird I and, and it it was so fun to to do that and and to to get to, it's like this nostalgia of being in my home region and getting to appreciate something new that I didn't appreciate whenever I was living here yeah. You know, yeah. it was like a new... It was a gold mine that you didn't know was sitting here. Exactly. It was a new experience for me. And, and mm. I think every every hunter probably has those experiences whenever they, whenever they first start hunting. Because people are taking them to really good properties and trying <laughs> to get them into it. And, and then you get into the game and you're... Now it's on you to find your properties, and you're like, man, I wish I could just go back to where I was at before. All the time. I mean. All the time. Think yes. about how many awesome properties we got to hunt that we didn't even realize were all that great. And Big we didn't know deer, what we were doing. Huge deer, turkeys all over the place, target-rich environment. Oh, we ain't got nothing out here. Yeah, I can't wait to go to Alabama where we can really hunt. Really hunt. <laughs> I, I remember... I remember that even even in high school, we would come out to Alabama for holidays, and I'm like, man, I just want to live there. They live and breathe hunting out there, and and now I'm like, man, I'd love to go back to West Texas. <laughs> uh, but the, the the thing about West Texas that is tough is there's just not Texas in general. There's just not public land. Right. And so right. you have to know somebody or have money. It's a money game in in Texas to get on. I've got a little bit of public land right outside of, of Tyler uh, that I'm I went and looked at last year, did one hunt on it, 
a deer hunt, and I'm I'd like to develop that a little bit more. Yeah, and there is some a little you know, bit, not much. Buddies from the element, uh, Casey and Tyler, they they got public land that they hunt that they hunt effectively. They they kill deer out there, so there is a little bit, but you know even even that is not it's not like what we have. Right. So we can appreciate that, you know. You offered me a job to come and work at the church, and <laughs> by the way, that's still available <laughs> if you want it. And and I and I and I won't. I know <laughs> because there's just not the public opportunities, and that's kind of the the thing that I like to hunt. But if you're if you're hunting Texas, and let's just say you're doing a 49 state slam for turkeys, Texas is just one of those states that you've. You've got if you're a public land purist, you've kind of just got to bite the bullet on on Texas and hunt private land. Um, we were we were fortunate to have have connections out here, just because this is where we're from. We were fortunate to to be able to do it the way that we did it. But most people aren't going to have that. They're either going to have to they're either going to have to pay somebody or know somebody. But that's not the end of it. Right. Not the end of this trip, um, because well, we had to get you your bird. Well, in between there, let me ask you a question. I've been sitting on this question for quite a while. Um, so, fo- so far, you've got, if my West Texas uh, arithmetic teaching is right, you've got three-fourths of the slam. Is that, I think that's what you got, three-fourths. Three, of, yeah, of the you single season. one-fourth left, right? I need you the Merriams. One more. So that's three fourths. Yep. You got seventy five percent. You need twenty five percent. Yep. Anyway, uh, out of that, the three that you have right now in this year, which one has been the most difficult bird for you? Is it been the eastern, the without Osceola, a doubt, or the Rio? Without a doubt, the eastern. <laughs> Explain that. Why? Why? I mean, wait. You, I mean, you live in Alabama. That's eastern. I I killed a, an Osceola on the first day. So let's just let's just say my lifetime slam. Okay, so I've I've killed all four subspecies, and every single one of them, other than the eastern, I killed on the first day. So Merriam's killed that on the first day of hunting Nebraska last year. Right. The first full day of hunting. We rolled into town and kind of drove around and scouted one day and then the first actual day of hunting killed a bird. Uh, Osceola killed a bird on the first day. Now granted it was the it was the draw hunt with Jared um, but just take that away. The next day of hunting that I did I killed another Osceola on by myself on, on not a draw hunt. So uh killed the Rio on the first day uh, which I had killed Rios before out on our lease growing up but not as a turkey hunter so let's just consider this to be the first my first Rio killed him on the first day every single one of them I've killed on the first day in places that I have never been and 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 I'm not trying to I'm not trying to brag about that I'm just trying to uh, show how difficult how much more difficult the eastern subspecies is and uh especially when you when you consider being in alabama i lived there i hunted every day just about this season and i killed 
two turkeys. I killed a long beard with you on public. A trophy. That a, was a, a good gr- A great long beard with you. And I killed a Jake on accident that I wouldn't have killed if I knew it was a Jake. So I, I've killed one bird <laughs> in Alabama. And I hunted almost every single day. And and I came out and hunted with you a ton that week, and we just... I got close. We got close ones, but mm-hmm. they were just more... They spook at everything. They just they just didn't seem to want... I mean, they'd gobble. Didn't have a problem with that. We heard it every time we went out. Yeah. But they didn't... They stayed... I, I don't know if that's hunting pressure. I don't know if it's uh, just the, the top bird. I would... I would. What I felt, I felt like it was hunting pressure. Yeah. Now, I may be wrong. It it may be hunting pressure. I mean, but Florida, there was a ton of hunting pressure out there, too. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Um, Nebraska, I have never seen more hunting pressure anywhere for any game animal, for deer, turkeys. Never seen more hunting pressure than I saw in Nebraska in May last year. Um, where where I ended up spending most of my time this year in Alabama was on that lease property. I killed a bird on public, but there was one specific turkey that I'm going to do a full podcast about. Uh, so be on the lookout for it. Just kind of explaining my experiences with him. That property, though, I mean, there wasn't just a ton of people hunting it. You know, they weren't super pressured by anybody except me. And and this bird, I got on him a whole lot of times, but he just would not do anything. And I just, I obsessed over him. While I'm typically a public land turkey hunter, I became a private land turkey hunter this year because he got under my skin. <laughs> and I couldn't kill him. I didn't kill him. I thought I was killing him when I shot that Jake. And it wasn't. Uh... But Is that the same one that came in on me? On you, yeah. Yeah, same. The only the time same that the only time that turkey acted dumb was when you were with me and when, when Henley was with me. <laughs> that was the only two days that I had opportunities to get close to that turkey. And uh, yeah, the day that I was there, you probably could have shot him from your vantage point, mm-hmm. but he never got to where I could. I never saw him. Yeah. But I, I knew he was coming. Mm-hmm. But it's it's serious. I mean, Alabama Easterns, and I don't want to just say Alabama because Tennessee is this way at times. Um, I know Mississippi is like this. Georgia is like this. Uh, my first year of actually learning to become a turkey hunter was in 2014, I think. It was 2014 in Georgia. And it took me all season, but I finally killed a bird. Um, so there, there are places, but now I'm a, I, I, I want to say that I'm a fairly efficient turkey hunter and, and I know what I'm doing in the turkey woods most of the time, but they always will humble you, no doubt. Uh, but it's still in Alabama. I just, I just, it's just a struggle. It's hard to kill birds out there well, in the part of, in the, especially in the part of Alabama that I live in. Uh, and, and I, I made a post on Facebook about this. 
at the beginning of turkey season on Facebook and Instagram of not comparing yourself to other turkey hunters because you don't know the situation. That's good. Uh, and it, it's kept me accountable all season long when I've been seeing tons of people, you know, tagged out in Alabama. You know, you're like, well, crap. I know I've hunted more than you. I like, shot a Jake. Yeah, I shot, I shot, a, I shot a Jake and a Longbeard. Don't, yeah. don't forget about that Longbeard. That, that was a nice bird. Uh, but you can't compare yourself. I know that the region that I hunt is a difficult, difficult place to hunt. Um, there's other parts of Alabama that are great. There's 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 private lease property and hunting clubs and things like that in the region of Alabama that I live in that are managed for turkeys. And you just it's as easy as going and sitting out on a green field and putting your decoys out and calling one in. That's just not the case where I tried it this year. I mean, I, I was willing to do anything to kill that bird. And I didn't do it a lot, but I, I did it one or two days. And it didn't work. And so it's like people get so caught up on, like, they must be a better turkey hunter than I am because I'm struggling. And uh, so-and-so killed three birds in three days. It doesn't really mean anything. You know what I mean? Yep. There's There are people out there with deer and turkeys who don't know jack flip about deer and turkeys but they're tagging out on giant bucks and four long beards every year but they don't know anything about them they they they, they, they they've never learned anything because where they hunt's a good place to hunt i've seen tv personalities that that fishing hunting whatever you want to say that appear to be experts but you get them in a an environment where you have got to put it all together and they can't do it mm-hmm. because the, they're not in the target rich environment anybody can catch a fish out of a pond loaded with bass right anybody can do it just throw something in there it don't matter what kind of bait what color it is how you how you retrieve it it doesn't matter you can't call yourself really good until you go to a place that you got to fight for it right and struggle for it so Alabama has made you a better turkey hunter because you've had to fight for almost every bird that you pull down. I wouldn't trade it though, honestly. I would. I, I love. I love where I live. I don't want to move to the Midwest. It just doesn't sound like fun to me. I enjoy having to go out and and work for it. And and a lot. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I, what the one thing that I really like too. This is something to appreciate if you live in a place that doesn't have birds, doesn't have a lot of birds, and you have to really grind to, to kill one, it makes you so efficient anywhere else you go that does have birds. You go somewhere that has them, and it's like you're, you're killing them on the first, second, third day. See, I don't mind the grind. I don't like the walking. Well, that's, I guess that's the grind. Technically, that's the grind, yeah. <laughs> well, then I don't like the grind, then. <laughs> I don't, don't mind. I don't mind the grind. It's just the exercise. It's I don't just like the exercise. It gets me <laughs> and the getting up early. Oh, I don't like that. That kind of sucks. Yeah. I like to eat at a certain time, <laughs> and, and when I'm turkey hunting, I don't get to eat. Got to eat those crackers right there. Yeah. No, that's uh, all right. We. I don't want to miss my moment of glory. Okay. Yeah. This is. All you right. got. Let, let's. 
you've gotten a couple of cool moments of glory on this podcast before. You killed that great buck in Alabama on public land. That was fun. several years ago. That was fun. Um, so you've we've had some we have had some some moments in the last couple of years, but it does seem like when we go, there's it's just it's always a, a struggle. It's a grind, and and while you don't mind the grind, you don't like that part of it either. <laughs> well, well, you know, I I do think I mean. There are people who are really blessed at hunting. And I have come to the point in my career of hunting that I'm not really necessarily one of the super blessed ones. All right? I get my blessings elsewhere, and I'm okay with that. I don't, I mean. You got heavenly blessings. I got, I got. Your deer lease in heaven is going to be unreal. (laughs) I have got, my life is good. I've got got the perfect wife perfect family perfect i i trade everything for what i i mean i'm about to say that wrong but i'm super blessed where i sit today but it was nice to step out there and and get a little bit it it was really nice it was fun i mean and like we said you earned it elsewhere maybe not on that specific moment of the hunt but what we we walked we walked in yesterday morning, and you were shooter. I didn't even carry a gun. Right. I should have because a coyote came up. Yeah. Fifteen oh, yards away so from me, thing. I called that coyote up, and he he just stood there. Beautiful. I Man, mean, if you if you put that on the on the video, y'all watch it. It is it it's is be beautiful. A, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, because he just he or she, I don't know what it was. It just came up to me, and I was like, Do y'all see? I was talking just like this. Do y'all see that coyote? There's a coyote right here, 15 yards, and he's just looking, just looking like, eh, you're not a turkey, but you look tasty. And <laughs> you look plump. <laughs> yeah, you look you look real good sitting up there against that tree. And and I'm you know, I'm just talking a regular voice. And uh, anyways, heard goblin had some turkeys across this fence, which was a high fence. The other property was high fenced. The property we were on was not high fenced, right. but that boundary is high fenced. Yes. And these turkeys were gobbling, and they were in this field, and we were just trying to figure out what to do, what to, you know, make a move or just go try to find another bird. And um, we ended up put, like I said, put on three and a half miles on this in this property that morning. Because those birds that were in that other field weren't budging. They would not. No. They would not give us the time of day. No, but no, the crazy thing was none of them were gobblers that right. we could see in the field. Right. And we know there was birds gobbling on the edge of that field. Yes. And we just never, they never showed up. They went in the woods somewhere or they just weren't in that big, nice, lush field that they should have been in. And so we knew there was a gobbler somewhere and he wasn't there. So we kind of started walking around and um, that got tiring as that Texas heat started yeah, it got up to ninety. Yeah, it was hot with the dry wind. I mean, it you could wore, just yeah. feel it on my face is windburned right now. I feel sunburned, but it's just windburned. Um, what did we do? We had, we had some chores that we had to do. I had to take care of my bird because I just threw it in the ice chest, and because we shot it at seven thirty the night before, so I had to get my pictures and and footage and ate a little bit. Yeah. We really grinded it out when we took about an hour nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that nap was needed. It really was needed. It was tough. 
and it's hard. And to, Jeff had to leave. Yeah, it, so, I don't know about you. It's hard to convince myself to get up and go hunt when the wind is just howling. It's tough. And you can feel it, especially turkey hunting, because you're like, I'm not going to hear them gobble. They're not going to hear me calling. What's even the? I mean, we're just going to go sit out and deer hunt them, basically. So that's what we decided to do. Just go out, get up on that in that pasture. And, and deer hunt them. Now, important thing to understand is we hunted around that pasture and called around that pasture yesterday morning and did not hear another turkey gobble. That's a big old pig, isn't it? That was a big pig. Golly. That thing was massive. Uh, but But we didn't... We didn't hear any turkeys gobbling around that field. Didn't see any other turkeys around that field. We, we were kind of, I don't know. I, I Kind of like it's not going to happen right now. Right. We, we just didn't think it was going to, it was going to pan out. We hadn't seen another bird on the property. It was just, it felt like it was, I get confidence and then I get very, low confidence and I was low confidence right there just because of what happened that morning it didn't feel like there was another goblin turkey on the property um, we hadn't seen any tracks we, we really just had no reason to believe that there was another bird close by and but we we were in a very nice spot I think you may be about to get to that but yeah it, it was real comfortable yeah but we just we just decided, hey, let's. I, I brought a a strutter decoy that I found out in the woods one day, um, and uh, a hen decoy, and we're like, well, let's just go sit out, sit out in this field. Which I know you were all about that life. I, yeah, I that, didn't care. That sounded great. I like deer blinds. Yeah, <laughs> I like sitting there reading a book. Yeah, I mean, you were. That's the grind for me. <laughs> So you, what you're saying is you like the grind of, of reading. Reading, going through Facebook, seeing what all everybody's doing. <laughs> Man, grind it out. Just, just worrying if you got enough cell service to be, or enough battery <laughs> to last the day. That's tough stuff right there. Yeah, that's hard. That's that's up there with pioneers. <laughs> pioneers. You know, you know that they were dealing with that stuff too. Um. You had your northern accent again. Did I? Like the pioneers. Pioneers. Come on, pioneers. You did you're, your... Uh... You're like a pioneer. North Dakota. <laughs> um, Michigan. Yeah. So, put out these decoys, and it was hot as heck. I was, I was sweating bad. The wind was just... I can't stress enough the wind. I mean, it's just, there's no trees really to block it. Right. So a 15 mile an hour wind in West Texas is a, is a wind coming hard. Mm-hmm. And that's not really, for them, not much of a wind. Yeah. But it, if we're turkey hunting, it was, it was a wind. And they're used to it. You got you to know these animals out here, they're used to the conditions. They've lived in the conditions forever. So the... the the wind doesn't necessarily affect them, but it affects the way that you have to hunt them. Because you can't run and gun and chase gobbles and do all that stuff. What we did is really what you have to do in that scenario. Right. 
right if you want to hunt it was a good move and we found i mean a beautiful setup with big some big mature mesquite trees right on this point that jutted out into the pasture and and i had again low confidence but it was a pretty spot and it was shady it was you know yeah temperature outside of that spot was 90 but inside that spot was probably 80 yeah a good 10 degree temperature drop it was it was it was very nice set those decoys up and i pulled out my aluminum call because of the wind those aluminums i I don't ever carry aluminum in uh alabama anymore but i brought it on this trip because i knew we were going to be west texas and up close it sounds harsh and it doesn't sound amazing but you go out 100 yards or so and it pierces through that wind to where those birds can hear it and and we were in this open pasture how many acres do you think that pasture is maybe 50 uh, ish 50 yeah 50 acres 50. it's a big pasture and we were like well you know if a bird comes into this field he'll see the decoys we'll see him for sure a big yeah. black spot we'll see it and we're in a good a good hidden area in that shade in the shadows got those mesquites and and the mesquites were coming up and they were kind of gnarly the branches were so it really made a great little blind for us and uh i mean i i laid into that aluminum call just loud just i mean and it didn't feel like it was doing anything there was no echo there it didn't feel like it was that loud not as loud as i was wearing it wearing it out and we sat there for a grand total of 10 15 minutes well, my, I, I'll say this. My, my Insta360 camera, it's on a 15-minute loop. Okay. And when I rewatched it last night, it looped. Um, it, it got, when I turned it on to uh, when, when the hunt was over. So it was less than 15 minutes. Okay. It, it felt like it was a little bit longer than that, but that... That tells the truth right there. So, I'll let you tell us because you you. Well, I I was sitting there and I was like, man, I, I'd like for Parker to be able to. He's here to kind of see his mom. It's Mother's Day weekend. I'd like for him to be able to spend some time with her. And this was all going through my mind while while this 15 minutes is happening. I'm like, but I know he needs to get up. He needs to get his his fourth. The final part of his uh, of his uh, slam, and I'm I'm sitting there thinking, how are we going to get him back? And I kind of said a prayer. I said, Lord, man, I'd like to get him home. I, I really would like to get him to see his mama so that he can he can finish out his hunt. Go because he's got to go a long ways to get that uh, that Miriam. He's he's going to have to. What are you planning on driving? 19 hours 19 hours to Wyoming so yeah. it was like man he we got to get this done and I I just I was looking through a little area and it was kind of to Parker's side to his back to his side a little bit 
and here comes a bird just just 35 yards strutting just doing its thing this big old white head just going every which way and i said i said there's a bird well we've always had this joke while we're in deer blinds or wherever we're running we'll always say there's a deer and of course there's not one but the other person gets all excited and adrenaline gets going and they get mad parker <laughs> thought i was pulling one on him <laughs> i said there's a bird and he's like uh-uh well, we were in a 58 a 50 acre pasture <laughs> if there's a turkey you would have thought we'd heard him we'd have seen it i mean we were in this this like I said, this point of trees that comes out into the into the pasture, we should be able to see almost 360 degrees around us. If a turkey comes walking through there, I mean, I was on my phone, so there's that. <laughs> you were grinding. I was, yeah. I was on my phone looking at my phone. We just got there. I had no hope. But I wouldn't have seen it the way I was faced. I wouldn't have seen him, seen him regardless. Even if you were on your phone just kind of gradually looking up every once in a while you would think you would have seen it well i had a little area there because we were out on a point i had a little viewpoint back to my left of of how it the the field juts back up in there for well for a matter of fact where we were at when, when you shot your turkey because it was only yeah what 75 yards maybe from right it. so so it jutted back up in there um that turkey had to come out from from right there. I mean, there was really nowhere else for that turkey to materialize unless God just... That's what I said. I think God listened to your prayer and he sent a laser beam down from heaven that had a gobbler in it that just happened to be a, a four-and-a-half-year-old or four-year-old stud gobbler. And, and there is a great possibility that that is what happened. Yeah. I Some mean, things are unexplainable, and I think it <laughs> because that bird just materialized. He did just, and he's out in the field, and um, and and so you got to get the picture. Parker is kind of to my left, and and that bird comes out, and I said, I said, there's there's a bird, and I've got to get my gun up. He's reaching for the camera, and and that bird, he he kind of sees us. Yeah. I mean, he can't make us out because we're really, we're concealed. But but he, he does recognize the movement. But it's really not stopping him because because he's really aimed at those, uh, at those decoys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really. And so I'm pulling up the gun and getting it in the spot. Parker's getting the camera. And that bird kind of sees us. And he just kind of turns back to his left just a little bit. I don't know that he was leaving. He just turned back, and I thought, "We, I got to take the shot." And and so, uh, man, that bird dropped hard. I mean, it was no doubt. He he went down, <laughs> and we celebrated and high fived, and, and I hope it's good on the video because it was a it was an exciting hunt. Well, my camera. The other funny part about this is I had just pulled out the camera again to watch the video of that you got of my bird. And like I said, I didn't show you how to zoom or anything. But I thought, yeah, you know, at least it's on camera. Well, I was kind of bummed because the shot wasn't on camera. And I was like... I was filming something else. And in my head, I'm thinking, 
I'm gonna be honest with you. In my head, I'm thinking, I'm gonna get this kick butt video of Dad's turkey, and my turkey's gonna be stupid. It's all about the cameraman, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and uh, which I was, I was, I was fine. We got enough to make it look really cool. It's gonna be good video, but, um, but I'm like, they're, they're not gonna match. <laughs> and then. There's a turkey right there at 35 yards, and I can't even get him on the camera. Like, I'm, I'm just struggling just to get the camera up because I had it down. And, but the, the, the Insta360 caught it perfect, and it's going to be, a, it's going to end up being a great video. You know, you could just pop in an old Ted Nugent video of a bird or, or yeah. uh, uh, Michael Waddell out there and just kind of overlay it and that. That makes the video really good, yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I got humbled right there in that moment because yeah, I was, was like, a, it was a little bit <laughs> So so we we're shouting and jumping. Don't know really what I got. I mean we it was so fast. I I know it was uh, so Parker knew it was a, a Tom for sure. When he when I turned around he was strutting, he was full strut, redhead, all that good stuff. And I could see he was full fanned. But for you, who somebody who hasn't really turkey hunted, you didn't know that the full fan meant it was a tom. Well, necessarily. Well, but what my thought was was because he hadn't he hadn't gobbled, he hadn't said anything, and I, I knew that you said that sometimes a Jake won't won't do that. Yeah. And so so I thought well maybe maybe it was a Jake, a bigger Jake, you know, coming in almost you know almost ready. But I, I'll be honest with you, when I first saw it, I didn't think it was that big. Yeah. I just didn't think he was a big turkey. And then we we shot, we go up to him, we look first thing we see is the beard, and the beard is decent. Uh, what would you say? Nine to ten inches? Nine and a half to ten, yeah. And and so I was happy with that. I was like, man, this is great. And then we uncovered his legs. Son. <laughs> yeah. I he think, had some hooks. I think he I, I've looked at it a lot while I was cutting his legs off and stuff last night. I don't think I have killed a bird with spurs that long. I think he's bigger than... He's going to be right at an inch and a half spurs. Yeah, very nice. And I'm sharp. Just razor sharp. sharp. Oh. I was... I was. We. That's when we both looked at each other and just went nuts. Because <laughs> he, was, he was a trophy. And, and you put a great shot on him too. I mean, right in that waddle, like right at the base of the neck, at 35 yards with a gun that you'd never shot. I had my eyes closed. <laughs> That's what us grinders do. Yeah, we're just we just close our eyes and shoot. But I mean, it was a it was a. There's not a lot of times. I always feel like with with my hunts, like I can attribute it to something. You know what I mean? Sometimes, uh, I, I, this is going to come out really wrong, and I don't want it to sound this wrong, but obviously God blesses you when you, with your successful hunts. Yeah, if you if you're a believer, you kind of you believe that. Yes. That it's a blessing from God. Every there's a there's a small amount of luck that goes that that just happens to bring that animal into range for you, which luck slash God. They, they, Slash blessing. He's given us dominion over. Th- yeah, there, like you that say. exists, and and we believe it exists. 
but almost always I'm like, well, I killed that deer or that bird because I did this, right? Like you make smart moves. There's a skill set in it. You can always do that. With with that turkey, there may have been some things that we did just the way that we decided to hunt that day, but it 100 felt 100% felt like <laughs> like God said, "Zip, there's a turkey." Yeah. And it may have been, but we also hugged that field edge, mm-hmm. knowing we wanted to stay in the shadows. We found the exact right spot where it, where it came out. I thought there was skill there. We did. We combined a lot of things that we know about hunting. I mean, deer hunting or turkey hunting, either one. And and we did some we did some really good things. But in the end, it really was the blessing. God just vaporized or what's the opposite of vaporized means he. It, yeah, uh, it materialized. It, it like transported a heavenly turkey. Beamed me up, Scotty type thing, and <laughs> yeah. that's what he did. He beamed him there, and and so. it just ha- the, the the thing like it just happened to be a trophy bird, you know, just a a big, huge wild turkey gobbler. So if you're a hunting purist out there and you're listening to the Southern Grounds podcast, um, just go with us on it. It it was it was just a transported bird from heaven okay just go with us <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the title of this podcast god transports birds from heaven with a laser beam <laughs> that's what it feels like that's what it felt like i mean because the way we were sitting i was like man if a turkey comes into this field we're going to get the best footage of him coming in because we're going to see him from three or four hundred yards away He's nope. gonna be doing his thing, and nope. now he's just gonna pop out of the ground. And God didn't want to transport it over there; he <laughs> yeah. transported it right there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, I got a question. I know we're you're getting pretty close on time, so I got a question. Okay. Well, and those of that are listening, he he may cut this out, and if he does, that's okay. I, I won't. If be the hurt. question is, is are we gonna eat Whataburger again? <laughs> the answer is yes. That's not it. Would you rather shoot an eight-point buck or a turkey with one-inch spurs? We used to play this game when I was younger. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm just, uh, one-inch spurs, eight-point, let's say, uh, let's say a 115-inch buck or one-inch spurs. Ooh. Well, because I know what you would say at 125 inch buck. If if uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to answer this like I heard Will Primos answer it. All right. As long as the sun comes up, as long as I get to see that sunrise, I don't care what I'm hunting. There you go. But they're, they're just so different. I'm a seasonal hunter. Uh, every year that passes by, I get deeper and deeper and deeper into turkeys, and they they do something for me that deer don't do. But in the same way, uh, the, the 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 chess match, I guess, or the the strategic approach to deer hunting is very rewarding, and and putting yourself at the right place at the right time for a buck to come walking by you and in bow range is is unreal that's a that's a great feeling 
but turkeys, every single one that I shoot, I I have this level of appreciation for the for the bird. Like I want to look at every square inch of that turkey. I want to find every like if they've got a, a goofy looking claw on one side. Mine had a crazy claw. I don't know if you saw that uh, on one of his toes. Um, I, I love the characteristics of each one, the head and the colors. Yeah, and that's pretty. In- it's intense. I just yeah. And when I when I clean them, skin them out and throw it away, throw away the carcass, I'm sad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Because I want to sit there and look at him, but you can't. You've got to you've got to get the things off of it. And I have this really bad habit with turkeys where I will take every part that I could possibly display. I take the wings off of so many of them because I love the the wing displays. I take the beard and the spurs and the tail fan and because I just like every single part of that. With the deer, as long as I got that rack and the meat, I'm, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I want. Uh, I don't care about the hoofs. I don't care about the tail. You know, I don't care about any of that stuff. Your son does. Oh, my, yeah. My son, my, <laughs> Your son loves that tail. My boy likes all of it. <laughs> but but there's there's so many parts about a turkey that are just cool and there unique. There really is. And, and uh, I just, I don't know that I can answer, I can answer the question. When I say I'm a seasonal hunter, I mean, I am a hardcore turkey hunter deer in turkey season. And I am a hardcore deer hunter deer in deer season. Rarely do I see a turkey deer in deer season that it fires me up. Yeah. yeah. Rarely do I see a deer deer in turkey season yeah. or a rub or a bed or a shed or anything like that that just fires me up during turkey season because I'm, I'm one track. Um, so, I mean. Okay. Eight-pound bass. Or did you answer the question? No, I said I can't. Can't answer. Oh no 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 no! That's not how we play this game. No 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 no! You have never not answered, so you got to tell me. Would you well, rather have that it, one inch, one inch spur, or maybe I'll sweeten up that that just a little bit uh, with an eleven inch beard? I don't really care about the beard size. One fifteen deer. Okay. With, well, it's turkey season, so with I'll, your gun. Oh, the turkey. Okay, there we go. That's what I was... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather shoot a, a a good, good bird and have that. And and so much of the turkey is on the experience too. The gobbling, if he comes in gobbling and strutting. If I'd have killed that bird that I spent so much time on this year, if I'd have killed him, there I don't know that there's a buck that could compare. Okay, eight pound no nine pound bass or the hooks that were on my turkey that if it was yours the turkey really yeah 100 percent. wow okay i i might rather shoot a i'd probably rather shoot my i might rather shoot a jake than shoot a than <laughs> get a nine catch a nine bass. pound bass yeah i the, the the older i get the more i get out of <laughs> fishing because i'm so into hunting and i just i don't know i i I enjoy the hunting. Definitely, I'd. Now, I'd rather catch a nine-pound bass than shoot a doe. <laughs> well, me 
Dude. All right, let me ask you. I know your answer is always probably going to be deer, but would you rather shoot your turkey that you shot yesterday, or would you rather shoot a 115-inch 8-point buck on your 10-point buck on your property? If the two environments are the same, I agree with you. It doesn't really matter which one. Um, the fact that we were together yesterday and you had already shot yours, and and I was getting that was that was. Uh, am I saying the word right? Euphoric. Um, mm, euphoric. Uh, that, that was that was pretty awesome. I don't think euphoric is the right word. It would be. Is it? Yeah. I don't know what the actual definition of euphoric is. It was but extremely happy. It was a. It was more than just a celebration. Okay. Yeah, that's what I. That's how I would describe it. Now somebody else could. You can leave it in the comments of this uh, podcast. Uh-huh. Um, but I. I think yesterday was pretty much the that twenty four hour period of time was some of the best because we were together and 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 so i really i gotta put that in there so yeah i'd say the turkey that's a good that's i'm i'm fairly surprised i mean if you would have said 125 inch 10 point then i would have went that went 25 yeah but i already have that so the father-son dynamic is yeah is is trumped by inches. I see that you're just a regular. Oh, you went the you, other You're direction. just a regular old Texas trophy hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Euphoric, characterized by feeling intense excitement and happiness. There we go. That that better describes. See, I'm a wordsmith. I am a wordsmith. <laughs> I can't remember words to songs, but I am a wordsmith. Don't play word games with me because I will win. It's my job. It's what I do. Is that what pastors... Yep. You come up with the words. And sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it wrong. Well, I had a good trip. I got a long, long, long drive here in a day or so to Wyoming. And hopefully knock out that last part of the slam. That'd be cool. Solo trip. May do a podcast by myself out there. Why are you going to Wyoming instead of New Mexico? I'm sure a lot of people are wondering that since we're right here in Texas right now. I don't know. Um, never been to Wyoming. I don't know much about the turkey hunting in New Mexico. New Mexico just always kind of feels like a like a state that you can't just go to whenever you want to to hunt it. Um, the Wyoming tag is very inexpensive. Yeah, I don't know what the ta- what the New Mexico tag is. That that could be expensive. Um, it's just close. It's it's a little more. Uh, it it feels further away from much population. Uh, and the 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 views of being out out west like that or out out northwest i guess 
It's just uh, even Nebraska last year was amazing, and Wyoming. I don't know. There's something about those ponderosa pines that that are in Nebraska and in Wyoming that are just uh, 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 euphoric. <laughs> <laughs> hanging up a bird Not on a quite the same. Hanging up a bird on a on a ponderosa is. That's a fun, a fun feeling. So yeah, that's and the the opportunity I think is going to be pretty good um, in Wyoming. Everything that I've heard and studied, I've just done so much more research about Wyoming than I have New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So when you said New Mexico, I was like, eh. But I've already done all this research on Wyoming, and so. And I like the I like the idea of being the, the the less convenient, more adventure kind of feeling. You know what I mean? So, anyways. Well, by the way, you've never introduced me. I'm your dad. Oh yeah. You've been thinking about that this whole time. I have. What the I, heck? Where am I going to get this in there? I got to get. I got to get my moment of glory. He didn't even introduce me. I'm your diddy. Like Michael Waddell has his diddy and. What is the name of that his town? Sugar Bottom or Sugar? Uh, no, uh, no, that's not it. Bo- <laughs> Booger Bottom. Booger Bottom. <laughs> Sugar, Sugar Bottom. Sugar give, Bottom. Give an intense euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, and uh, we're gonna get back to East Texas and take some naps, eat some Whataburger, and. Have a good time. It's been fun. It's been a good trip. Oh, crap. I wasn't recording. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, New Canoe, and Scree Gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, hats, t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember this, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.